reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hey guys, Matt Moran here from The Perfect Plate 2023. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Entertainment Hotline. I am your host, Anita, Head of Entertainment at Media Week and Chatter. Now, when I tell you I have a treat for you, I have an absolute treat for you. Culinary icon and owner of some of Australia's most highly regarded restaurants, Matt Moran, has been travelling around the state trying dishes to find the perfect plate of 2023. The competition began at the end of May, seeing Matt and Chef Courtney Ralston seeking out the best club meal in New South Wales. In this episode, I spoke to Matt about the perfect plate competition. However, once we got talking, the conversation turned into a chat about his career, what happened when he got a little too rowdy at Opera Bar, his love for Maggie Beer and Gordon Ramsay, and how he's expanding his bevy of restaurants even more. To find out more about the Perfect Plate Awards, including details and participating eateries and competition dishes, visit perfectplate.com.au. Here's Matt Moran. I'm so thrilled to be chatting with you. Oh, very, I'm a I'm a long time fan. Oh, really? Oh, As they say in radio, long time fan, first time caller. <laughs> 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 uh, but we'll dive straight in because I know you're super busy. I mean, what That's club right? are you at right now? Uh, Bankstown Sports Club, and it's it's like a city. It's um. There's so many restaurants here and and uh, so much diversity, which is kind of cool. So they've actually entered three different venues. So there's a, an Asian venue, there was a bistro, and then there's an Italian place. So we, we tried three different dishes this morning. So wait, are you full or how does this work? Like, do you, I always want to know this. I've still got a few. Look, you know what? I um, uh, I make it look as though that I'm eating lots, but probably not. So you, know, you just kind of get the, you know, yeah, you put everything into one mouthful and then. It's it's all about, um, you know, tasting it without sort of, you know, uh, gluttonizing yourself, I suppose. You're going to through the uh, Bake Off and MasterChef kind of, I'm, I'm sure that's how you're doing it, the exact same Look, way. I think there's 11 different TV shows I've done over the years, over the last 20 years, so I've become an expert, I think. <laughs> you took 11? Yeah, look, all the way back from uh, my restaurant rules, heat in the kitchen, uh, the F word, chopping block, um, padding to plate, master chef, family food fight. Um, <laughs> which other ones did I do? Uh, Great Australian Bake Off. Obviously. I did one in the US. So, yeah, yeah, there's there's um, there's a few. Yeah, and that, that's ones that I've been constantly on as a, as a judge or a host. I completely forgot you were on my restaurant rules and I completely forgot paddock to plate and I completely forgot that is so cool. See, this is this is why I'm a fan because you've been <laughs> in my in my orbit for so so long. I just did I just did oh well this is not this not my show, but I just did a guest spot. There's one coming out um called Food Stars, which Gordon Ramsay did. So he's um I uh, went down and filmed with him for a couple of days. So yeah. Just casually. 
I do I do want to tell you though. Yeah. I the, I'm very I don't know if I'm like I must be the same as most Australians, but my favorite TV shows mm-hmm. are baking and cooking related. I've seen them all. I've left Bake Off. Um I left Bake Off last year with Maggie and of course. Uh, oh my just, god. They've just done a new series. And, I know, uh, and, and you're I not think there. Yeah, no, we're not there. But you know what? I think it's it's doing well, and and the guys that um, uh, came in after us, you know, they're they're doing a great job. And and Darren, who I know very well, Darren Purchase, you know, I haven't watched it yet, but um, uh, I think Maggie might have done gone back and did a guest spot. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was Maggie. It was time to hang up the hang up the baking gloves, and you know, she's uh, she's uh, you know wants to concentrate on other things. So it was, it was time for me to leave at the same time. Maggie and I are very close, obviously. If Maggie could make more ice cream like the burnt fig one, I. Oh. Do you know how that came about? Oh my god! No, tell me. Yeah, yeah, no. She's um, she was you know just cooking some figs once and burnt them and thought, God, how do I, how do I um, stop it? How do I use these up? Because you know she didn't want to waste them and she just put them in. No, that's not true actually. (laughs) (laughs) I often tease her. I say, you're so tight, Maggie. You didn't want to use that. Didn't want to lose those burnt figs, so you put them in ice cream. (laughs) You know what? If that was the story, I would have 100 percent believed you, and I would have been absolutely thrilled by it. Look, a lot of people always ask me, "What's the Maggie beard like?" You know, really like, she's horrible, and so it's seriously like someone just killed Santa Claus Easter Bunny and the two fairy in one go because I just can't believe it. But, you know, she knows I say that. But, yeah, she's – I'll be honest, she's probably one of my top three people in the world. She's she's uh, she's exactly what um, what you expect her to be. She's she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and I, and I love her dearly. Do you know what I love about this conversation? Like, we literally haven't spoken about Perfect Plate. We're just, like, gushing over Maggie Beer. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, I've been with her in airports and, and people just – they just – you know, they 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 get all giddy and shy. It's like you know they've they've met the most famous person on the on on the earth. You know, she's she just has that that aura about it because she's so sweet and beautiful. And she'll stop and talk to anyone. But you too, as well. I mean, surely people stop you. I think if you put yourself in the media, um, you know, uh, whether you like people coming up to you all the time or not, you you've just you know you, you choose your destiny, and you know, and um, you know, it's it's part of being a good person, I suppose. Look, I'm probably a lot easier to approach these days than I might have been 20 years ago. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, look, you know, that's, that's that's what it is, and yeah, I kind of, you know. Can we please unpack that? Why? Oh no, you know what? You know, when you're a young chef, you know, you you you've you know, you're obviously trying to prove yourself and and kitchens, and you know, kitchens are pretty were pretty hard back in those days, and. And, you know, you always had a big agenda and you, you know, wanted to make everything perfect and you probably a, a little bit harder to get on with in the kitchen. Um, you know, Timbers probably used to fray a little bit, you know. Now, now, now I'm just a big soft marshmallow. You know? I can tell. I can tell. Actually, I used to, my career in life started in hospitality and yeah, right. I was always on the pass. It's really stressful. Being on the pass is stressful, man. Yeah, it is. You know, and, you know, when you're a young chef, you know, if, you know, you come, someone comes to your restaurant, you know, they don't go, oh, geez, you know, the apprentice made a bad salad. You know, it all comes down to the name on the door and, and you're always trying to strive for perfection. Um, you know, I'm lucky now I've got, you know, a lot of head chefs that, you know, 
are probably better cooks than what I was. <laughs> so that's so um, interesting. Yeah. Nah, you're joking. You're like, I'm, I'm no, still I'm amazing. Actually, I'm still no. number one. <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I, I pay him, but um, yeah, I've got some very, very talented guys that have worked, and you know, I've got a lot of people that have worked for me for a long time. My right hand, um, Laura, you know, she's I think it's no, it must be close to 17 years. Um, you know, she's she's uh, she's the boss these days. I always say to people. You know, Laura and I, you know, I've worked for Laura now for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's always that way, isn't it? Yeah. Also, there's always a strong woman behind every man. You know what? I, I um, And it's kind of bizarre you mentioned that, and I keep forgetting that we're being recorded here. Um, no, no, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> um, you know, nearly every TV show that I've ever done, um, the executive producer has always been a female. And, um, and I think that... Uh, uh, that's always worked a lot better for me because a strong female will will say, Moran, that is shit house, do it again, is where a guy might be, you know, a little bit more intimidated, you know. So um I've felt as though that I've always learnt a lot more from from strong females and I and I've surrounded myself over the years with very strong females and um you know a lot of a lot of people that work for me. In fact my whole office is is uh is female. <laughs> so. I can see I can see why. I mean that is that is such a great thing for you to I can't believe that men would be intimidated. That shocks oh, me. Oh, you know, I'm a big guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously, that's the reason. I can, I'm sure that's the reason. Anyway, oh my gosh, I love how this has just taken a turn. Like every every five seconds, it just takes a turn. But let's talk about perfect plate. Yeah. Um, before I get in trouble. Mm. Um, but tell me about this competition because this is something that is not probably widely known mm. unless you're in the club kind of circuit. So yeah. tell me all about the competition. Yeah, look, you know, I, I actually started my my first cooking job was at Parramatta RSL. I used to work there on weekends and, and used to run food in and out of the cool room and used to always think, God, I'd love to be on the deep fry one day. But the guy on the deep fry had been there for four years and, you know, the guy on the grill had been there for five years and I never got to the deep fry. But um, I since have worked at deep fry. In fact, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. I've, I've got a country pub and I was called in there on a – I was at the farm, which is only down the road um, where I where I farm and um, – and I had to go in there because a few chefs were were off, and uh, and there was a young female sous chef who, um, you know, I wasn't going to go in and take over, so she put me on the deep fryer. And I was just thinking to myself at the time, you know, when I was working, I remember, you know, all those years ago when I first started, all I wanted to be on the deep fryer. Now I'm finally on it. So and I had a lot of fun because I was actually carrying plates out too, and people were freaking out that, you know, um, you were carrying plates out. Yeah, I was taking this, you know, the chicken schnitty out to them. Um, but yeah, look, you know, the whole idea of this for me really is that, you know, clubs, um, people go there for entertainment, you know, whether it's for, you know, shows, gambling, you know, pokies, whatever else. And there is another side to them. And by doing this and setting uh, a competition up, you've got all these chefs that work in clubs and they want to show their wares so they can actually do something a little bit different. Um, and, uh, and they can, you know, show their talent off. Um, whether it's, you know, sustainable and seasonality when it comes to food and as much local produce. And I found that when I went out to Broken Hill, um, you know, they're using local lamb. I went down to Marimbula, they're using local oysters. Um, so which is great to see. So it's, it's another side of, of what the clubs offer. And if I can promote food in, in a, in a club. So if people actually go to a club to actually, um, eat rather than, you know, just go for entertainment, you know, job done. And Courtney, who I actually used to be a judge on MasterChef when she was on it. So I've known Courtney for a long time. And, um, and she's, you know, 
uh, my, my other side, I think uh, Nathan Hindmarsh, who I, who I know, but I'm, I haven't caught up with him, which is probably a good thing because he'd eat all the food. Um, and, uh, and, big growing yeah, rugby so, boy. Yeah, big rugby <laughs> boy. Um, and, um, yeah, look, I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I'm going to Armadale. Uh, next week, I think, I've got to go up to Newcastle. Uh, Courtney's been travelling around everywhere. She went down to Albury and she went up to Edelong and uh, cool. and Currawong. So, yeah, look, we're getting around the state a little bit, which is great because you get to see different things. I was in Broken Hill for a night. I've uh, never been to Broken Hill and um, and ate in a few few uh, few clubs and and then uh, and went around and had a look at the town. Drove out to Silverton where Mad Max was shot. Um, had a famous meat pie um, from a bakery out there. So yeah, look to me, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm really enjoying it. And you know, I love meeting young chefs. That, you know, uh, are trying to be creative. And I met three today's young girl Natalie had been here for years. Um, half Hungarian, half Serbian, um, cooking Italian food, and her partner's Italian, and you know, really shy when we met her, and and you know, at the end of it, you know, she's got her arm around me, getting photos, and you know, it's, it's sweet. <laughs> I, I like that side of it, you know, because people have that perception of who you are, and they think you know, you're big bad mean, you know, judge and whatever else, and when they get to know you a little bit, it's kind of nice, and and um, yeah, you know, and I'm kind of recruiting as I go along. No, I'm not really. <laughs> You're like, who can I choose for no, Aria? Who not can I choose for Chiswick? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But they know where to find me. <laughs> You're like slipping the business cards. No, I'm not, I I'm not allowed to have business cards anymore. You know, I used to. Oh, that's that. true. Just mm. bump your phone. Is there a way, like bump your contact, something like yeah, no, that? Yeah, no, there is one. Actually, Gordon Ramsay showed me, and it's um, stop what's it, it with the Gordon Ramsay. I love him so much. Oh well, you know, we're, we're best friends. Um, and we have been for God nearly thirty years. In fact, I'm going, I'm going fishing in Iceland with him in a, in a few weeks. Um, it's called Bling. Oh, there you go. So you, you it's Look Bling. It's an app, and you type in, um, and you can see it's got all your um, QR code. And you, oh my you God, that is actually so cool. And then it just transfers all, all my information. So it literally is a business yeah. card. It's, it's, it says Matt Moran, and then it says my title, Cook. Cool. <laughs> um, shouldn't it be culinary icon? Uh, I've been careful. My phone number's on that too. So yeah, That's right. you um, can't. I'm not going to use that. That's no. fine. And also, I couldn't see. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that I love how you just called yourself a cook because I mean, obviously, at the core of it, that's what you are. But like, mate, everyone Hence. calls you a culinary Hence. icon. No, you know, it's um. You know, I remember years ago I was looking for a CEO for uh, the management company that, you know, I own or owned, you know, that used to run the venues. And I remember talking to a recruiter and and uh, he said, so, you know, what role? And I said, well, I want him to be CEO, general manager or whatever. And they said, well, what, what's your role? And I said, I'm the, I'm the cook. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> chef's cook. So, you know, I am a chef by trade, obviously. Um, well, you know, there's a lot of chefs – that haven't done a trade, you know, and mm. Maggie Beer is a great example. And um, Neil Perry is also another one, you know, another very dear friend of mine, but not, um, you know, they didn't go to college to call themselves a, a chef, but, you know, they obviously, Neil's one of the best chefs in the world. So, you know. And you and Maggie and all of you, Gordon. I am qualified. Gordon's qualified too. Um, but, you know, what does that really mean, you know? If, um, when you speak to Gordon next, if you can say that Anita said that mm. one of my favourite shows he's ever done is Bad Boy Bakery. Never Bad Boy forgotten Bakery. it. I've never watched it, actually. It's the one where he went to the prisons and he taught 
the bake oh, right. the tour the prisoners yeah. had a bake. Oh. Did he really? Yeah. I really need to watch it again. It was so many <laughs> years ago, and I loved that. He's done so many shows, but yeah, no, we've 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 been good mates for um, nearly thirty years. Does so, that blow uh, your mind, though, or do you just like look at him and just go, "Oh no, that's just that's my mate Gordon." No, well, when I first met him, his name was Bruce. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we we met we met at a time when um, you know both of us weren't in the media. We both weren't famous by any means. We were both just chefs and young chefs. I was in my very early twenties, and um, and we just became great mates and have been mates ever since. And and this is my fourth trip to Iceland with him. So we go every year. We go fishing for Atlantic salmon. Yeah. It just doesn't sound normal. Like I know that you, I know that you're like, yeah, it's just my mate Gordy, but like, it just doesn't sound normal to me because it, oh. it's you. The thing is, you've been, I think, in my orbit. I mean, mm. I'm in my late thirties, and like you've been in my orbit for a very long time, and it's it's very bizarre to me that that you're all just mates and you're all just and then the community is huge and t- tiny at the same time. And that's a great thing, you know. We we are we are all mates, and you know, just very recently we had a we had a very dear friend that, that passed, and and it kind of really reminds you, um, you know, how small. Um, sorry, it makes me a bit upset. It reminds you how how small um, our community is, and and you know how 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 close we are, and how 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 you know much we stick together when when things like that happen. And you know, there was a lot of. Um, a lot of us, you know, spending a lot of time with each other and making sure that everyone's all right, and and uh, and yeah, look, it is it is it is a community that we we all understand each other um, because we've all been there, we've all done it, and um, and you know, it's it's a great community to be in. You know, I couldn't imagine not doing anything else in life, and of course, you know, my world is much more diverse than what it was when I first started cooking all those years ago. Um, but you know, there's one thing that I've always had, and I'll always continue to do, um, and that is love the industry and love food. And and the bottom line is, I still love cooking. You know, and it, you only need to look at my Instagram to know that I'm still cooking. You know, yeah. not probably in the restaurants, but I'm cooking at home, or I'm cooking the farm, or or wherever it is, because I I, I just I love what I do, and and I suppose. I suppose with anything in life, you know, if you love what you do, one, you know, you feel as though you don't have to work that hard or, you you know, what is it? You love what you do in life, you never have to work another day. Don't get me wrong, I have the odd bad day, but, you know, I I, I love the I love the industry and I love everything about it and I love the people in it, you know. Your passion just shines straight through and <laughs> and the loss that you're referring to obviously it's, has was a loss for, every, like, and I can't yeah. even imagine what it was like for you guys. Like, yeah. that is, so I'm so sorry about the yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was awful. I I am curious about your start because you're a fourth-generation farmer, which I actually had no idea until yeah. today. Really? No, yeah. I'm so sorry. I feel like I hadn't. I didn't know. I just didn't know you well enough yet. Well, you um, but <laughs> not, you're not. The, you're not the fan that I thought you were. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Moran, Moran Family Farm. Um, and, How cool! Uh, it's um, look. You know, I was born in in Tamworth and um, uh, on a on a farm in near Carabubula, and my father. Uh, grew up in the Central Tablelands, so around Orange, uh, sorry, around uh, Oberon, Black Springs. I did a show last year called "Who Do You Think You Are," which is an ancestry show, and they studied for months and months. And 
Oh, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of controversial controversy. And, you know, I, I went on the show thinking that I was related to some king or queen or Ned Kelly and 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 fuck me, you know, every lineage <laughs> um, that we looked down were bloody convicts, you know. <laughs> you know what? Aren't we all, though? Aren't yeah, sorry, we all? Thought... No, you can swear. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. And then... Um, and uh, so, and this is the strange thing, right? So um, they were from around Black Springs from the 1850s and my father grew up there and then we went to the uh, Northern Tablelands and then we had a little dairy farm in Badgerys Creek. And unfortunately, you know, the way things go, it didn't really work out. And I grew up in the Western suburbs, um, became a cook. Dad ended up getting, uh, uh, making a little bit of money, bought a little farm and then we bought the big farm, which is a little town called Rockley, which is south of Bathurst. And uh, so my dad, his brother and myself um, bought that and we've had that for 22, 21, 22 years. Um, my uncle, I bought him out oh, seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer, and my father retired, so I bought him out. So it's, it's my farm, but I still call it Moran Family Farm and my brother uses it and stuff. And we have fat uh, lamb, cattle and some pigs. And during COVID, I spent a bit more time there and um, and I bought the country pub down the road. Uh, I don't know, you know, why I just like doing things and, um, and, you know, don't like want to be bored. And then I bought some land around and bought the house next door. Uh, locals, locals didn't warm to me because they, you know, just thought I was an out of towner and, um, and sort of tried to win them over. And I have won most of them over. A lot of them work for me now, which is fantastic. And, and I absolutely love them like that. It is, it is, you know, I, I wouldn't survive running a country pub if it wasn't for the locals. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got three young sisters that work there and, and, uh, you know, uh, Linda who, um, first met, you know, was a bit shaky and now I just absolutely adore her. And even when we're busy and she's there, she'll still, you know, carry plates for me and help out and which I just love. But what I found out on the show was, um, Black Springs is about, uh, half an hour drive from Rockley. Um, I found out that my great-grandfather was married behind the pub I bought in 1883. So there's all this history going back to to that town and, and to that area. So I've been, the last couple of years, I've been spending a lot more time on the farm um, and spending more time in the country pub. And, and uh, yeah, look, it, it's a big part of my life. I, I know a lot about farming, obviously, from growing up and, and mm. being a teenager with my father, but um, I'm really getting into it. I've got this incredible farm manager who used to be a, physics teacher and, a, and an agricultural teacher, um, one of the nicest humans on earth, and I'm learning a lot off him and I'm sure he's learning a little bit off me with, you know, things that I do. And, and um, and yeah, I, I just love that part of my life now. You know, I love that sort of country. And, yeah, Orange is beautiful. Orange is about an hour from where we are. So yeah. I'm closer to Bathurst. And I just bought another building in Bathurst that hopefully might be might, – well, I shouldn't – give you the scoop on this, but I will. I haven't really gone public with it yet, but I bought a, a building in Bathurst, which is a restaurant now, and the gentleman who's, who runs the business, he's bought another building, so he's going to move his restaurant, and I'm going to turn that restaurant into possibly a bakery come sort of, um, you know, sandwich shop, sort of coffee shop um, next year, hopefully, and, yeah, have a bit of fun with that too. How many restaurants do you own? Oh, don't ask me that. I don't know. I get lost. I don't know. There's, I don't know. I love I how you literally own the top restaurant in Sydney and then you've got like a 
a pub in Orange. It just makes me so happy. Orange in Rock in Rockley, not Orange. In Rockley, sorry, 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 Rockley, um, Rockley, Rockley. Yeah, I know, but you know, I, I've got places. I've got a place in Brisbane. Um, you know, I look after some stadiums. I don't know. There, there's probably fifteen or something. I think all up. <laughs> yeah. The thing that actually shocked me, and I think I did already know this because I am a fan. And I will be watching Who Do You Think You Are, your episode, as soon as this interview is over. But you bought your first one when you were 22 years old. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, Anita, it's one of those things. I I started when I was 15 and I got very lucky. Um, And to this day, you know, I'm so blessed that I ended up working in one of, you know, Australia's top restaurants when I was 15. Um, Little Berhaline, it was called. Michael DeLawrence was the chef owner. And, uh, you know, I, I threw myself into it. You know, I was working, you know, 80, 90, 100 hours a week. Um, started my own little business, making cakes and tarts and selling them to delis. And, um, and then I worked there for, God, it must have been five years. Did my apprenticeship, you know, ended up being head chef there for a while. I was only, you know, 18, 19. That's um, crazy. And had 30 year olds working under me, which is quite funny. And then, um, and then got a phone call one day and ended up going to work at the restaurant, Manfredi, which is one of the top restaurants also. And, you know, was, was working there for a couple of years and got to meet a lot of people and, and got to learn, learn about produce more than just technique. And, um, and then, yeah, bought the Paddington Inn, uh, the bistro at the back. Um, and my landlord, a guy called Bruce Solomon, who uh, is now a business partner with me in, in, in lots of businesses. Um, you know, we, I was there and then I went off and opened a few places on my own and and uh, with a, a partner called Pete Sullivan, who I bought out a long, long time ago. But Pete was with me for about 20 years. He retired, actually. He's, um, you know, whenever I look at his Instagram, he's still one of my dear friends and I, I miss him every day, but he's in Croatia on a boat or, you know, he's having a great time, <laughs> great life. Oh, uh, living the best life, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and just, you know, went from one to the other and then, you know, just started, um, you know, the the whole sort of, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, empire, I suppose. It is an empire. It truly Mm. is an empire. And I had no idea just how many that you owned. With Mm. Pato Inn, you don't, do you still own that? No, my partner owns that. Oh, Um, right. And uh, he's got a few pubs and... uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, but you're in Bellevue Hill, God. You can go to Chiswick, you can go to North Bondi Fish. Oh, North Bondi Fish. We- <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I can tell you. This. Have you been thrown out? No. No, I'm not like that. <laughs> you know what? In all honesty, you know, I own Opera Bar and I've owned Opera Bar for 20 years odd now. Yeah. And um, and I was talking to some people from the Opera House yesterday and, and, uh, and I remember one night, at, when I was at Aria and we went down there for drinks and I got a little bit noisy and rowdy and the bouncers, they they obviously, some know who I was back. This is a long time ago. This is when I first opened it and they obviously didn't know who I was and I got a bit rowdy and loud and one guy just came up and tapped me on the shoulder. He says, it's probably time that you went home. And I just looked at him and said, you know what? Rather than going, you know what, I own this joint, I can say, I looked at him and said, you're probably right. Good, and I just good decision. Good decision. <laughs> that was when I was young and silly. You know. <laughs> that is so funny. I can't. So North Bond, I think. Mm, yeah, tell we, me. Ha- we have coasters at our house. You stole? <laughs> Oh, do you know oh. why? Yeah, but obviously you weren't going to throw them out. They're like the, the the paper coasters. But my flatmate Tom, one of my best friends in the entire world, 
he said to me, Nita, put these in your bag mm. because I'm like, Tom, we've got coasters at home. And he goes, we don't have these ones. Yeah, souvenirs. Um, we just, we've just we got a, a neon light thing in one of my places in Brisbane called River Bar. And they're little tiny lights that you put in the ice cubes and uh, it glows your, your drink. And the first night we bought 64 of them. At the end of the night, we had 15 left. <laughs> and I said to, the, I said to the, the ops guys, I said, guys, what do you expect? I said, I would have stole one. <laughs> you know, that's the Blacktown boy in me, see? You know? I love that. <laughs> Although I, I must admit I haven't been to Aria or Chiswick because it's a little bit what? out of my price range. Seriously? I know. Ari's Ari's been there 20 years. I know, but it's a little bit out of this old media girl's price. You need to get your partner to spend a bit more money on you. Um, The partner that is invisible and not real. (laughs) Let's do a deal. Let's do a deal. Um, I'll give you a kickback on every Tinder date that you bring in. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the apps, mate. I'd rather be single. Yeah, fair enough. All right. I want to ask about the TV stuff because that is something that, you know, everybody knows you. How Mm. did you then go on to TV? Um, Look, uh, the first one I did was um, it was a documentary, Heating the Kitchen, and then My Restaurant Rules. And if you remember My Restaurant Rules, it was around Australia and it was, you know, um, a state versus state and they had individual people. Curtis Stone was the host. Um, I was one of the judges and someone asked me to audition for it. And I'm like, this is the most stupidest TV show I've ever heard of. You're giving total uh, non-restaurant hospitality people a chance to win a restaurant that have never done it. It would never work. No fucking way. I'm not going to do that. So I went and um, I went and auditioned and basically just spoke my mind. They're like, we want you. <laughs> so um, that's how I kind of started it. And then, and then uh, from that one, uh, that was Channel 7, and then I did the F word. Um, and that was Gordon Ramsay, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of Gordon's, yeah. I re- yeah. Of course it was. I remember yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And then did a couple of episodes of that. And then and then uh, then I did the chopping block with uh, the boys that created the block, David David Barber and Julian Cress, who were very, very dear friends of mine. And, um, and I did a couple of seasons of that. Um, and then, and then Master Chef, uh, I did a little bit on season one, the finale, and with Justine Schofield, who's a dear friend. And then I did about 16 episodes in two. And then I was asked to do something else from another channel, and Channel 10 said, Look, you know what? We want Matt to do more Master Chef. So then I'd signed, um, for series three and four, and I did a junior in between that too. Oh my god, um, that. So- I love Junior Bake and not yeah. Junior Bake Off. I just got confused. Junior MasterChef and Junior Bake yeah. Off, actually. They're my favourite shows. Yeah, I ended up doing about, I think it was about 45 episodes of MasterChef in that in those two years with the, Gary, Matt and, um, and George, of course, and then um, was developing Paddock to Plate with ITV, which which I actually owned, um, you know, part of the rights to it. So, yeah, and then I, I've kind of really only now done TV that I really want to do, and I'm lucky enough to be in that position. Is where, um, don't get me wrong, you know, all the I love all the boys, um, but you know, I've got a, a quite a big restaurant So TV's always been a little bit of a byproduct for me. So um, I'm lucky to to you know say yes or no if i want to do it or not um you know hence why i was down in melbourne the other week 
you know, filming Gordon's show. Not that I had much of a choice, you know, Gordon, Gordon, uh, I can't talk about it because it hasn't gotten to air yet, but it will. But um, Gordon made me come down and, you know, threatened to beat me up. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Um, he swore at you. <laughs> he swore at me. <laughs> he just swore at me. So I went down and, and did a bit of filming with that. And yeah, look, you know, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I think last year or this year is probably the first time in 20 years that I haven't had a regular, you know, um, show. And, you know, I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, but, you know, there's always talks about doing other stuff. There was a travel show that I'd just recently been asked but didn't fit into my schedule, which I couldn't do, but they want me to do it again next year, hopefully. And, and yeah, look, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll always pop up, you know, I'll pop up on the block every now and then because the boys get me to do a little guest spot with Scotty and those guys. So yeah, look, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not desperate to do TV. How funny because you're so made for it. No, but I'm just not, you know, I, look, I've got, my life is pretty busy. So even today, you know, as soon as I finish here, I'm traveling, traveling up to the farm and, and uh, working in the pub and my farm manages the way. So I've got a bit of work to do up there and, and then I come back and then, um, and then I've got to go to Armadale for, for, um, for the perfect plate. And then I've got to go, I think, to Newcastle, and then I'm back over to Europe. Um, and I just got back from Europe, actually. I just went to uh, oh. Ibiza and, and Paris for two weddings. And okay. In Singapore. So, yeah, it's yeah, my life's pretty mad. Your life is mad. But I do I do have a, a quick question before I mm. – um, I know you've got to go, but I do have a question about mentoring young cooks because yeah. obviously the perfect plate is very much about looking yeah. at young cooks kind of rising the ranks, what they're doing in the industry, but yeah. also all these shows are about up-and-coming cooks. Like what yeah. what makes you want to mentor? Look, Anita, I think there's a certain time in your life, you know, and look, don't get me wrong, you know, I, I've been a, a head chef and a restaurant owner for a long time and, you know, and I made that decision very early that, you know, rather than have one restaurant, I'd, I'd you know, multiply and have others. And part of that reason was obviously the talent that I had um, working for me was to, you know, rather than them leave and go somewhere else is to actually expand and, and keep a hold of those guys. And like I said, you know, my Laura, my right hand now, um, I don't know whether, did I say that she's worked for me yeah. for 17 years, 17 years. Um, and, you know, I've had lots of chefs that have worked for me for, you know, 18, 19, 20 years. Um, and, you know, so I've probably always mentored, you know, people as I go along, but you get to a certain age, I think is where the industry has been very good to me. You know, we've had a couple of bad years, you know, COVID and whatever else, but generally it's, it's been, it's been very good and, and I love it. And you get to a point in time where you, you want to get back a little bit. Um, and, you know, the young girl that I met here today at Bankstown Sports Club, you know, I could see how nervous she was, you know, she was, she, she sees this person and her you know, her perception of who I am is probably a little bit different to what it is in real life. And, um, you know, and we had to get photos and at, at the end of it, she, you know, she's giving me a big hug, you know, and she was obviously very, very comfortable, you know, and, and she cooked a great meal. It was a beautiful risotto, um, scampi risotto. Oh, yum. And, um, and she just really wanted, you know, she was nervous about showing us, obviously, you know, but it, it tasted great. And, you know, that, that to me, that, that's a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that, you know, you meet someone who is probably looked up to you and, um, and, you know, has created this beautiful dish and, and, you know, and, and I'm sure she's hopefully will follow me on social media and I'll follow her back and, you know, and, and then um, not that I'll steal it, but, you know, it was, it's just a nice thing to do. It's nice, you know, and I, I love meeting and I I'm always make a point when, whenever I go and eat out that I always go to the kitchen and say thank you and, you know, and say hi. 
That is actually so lovely. And also they're probably like freaking out. They well, would be freaking out. Sometimes they don't even know until I go up there at the end of it and go, thanks, guys. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I always make- and they're like, oh, my God, did I do a good job? Did I? <laughs> was it cold? Was it perfect? Was it? That's yeah. crazy. I don't criticize food probably like I did a long time ago. You know, I'm just grateful that someone else is cooking for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of – do you cook, like, in your downtime a lot? Like, apart oh, always. from – I mean, always. obviously, you put it on Instagram, so, yeah, you do. But Always, always. I, I love cooking, you know, and, and you know, I, I was just at the farm and um, and last minute um, my daughter decided that she wanted to come up with four friends and uh and she wanted to stay at the pub and you know she's she's only 18 and i just said look you know you 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 can't stay at the pub you got to stay at the farm and, and i cooked for them every night oh, yeah. um imagine what advice would you give that young matt moran starting out mm, I, I got lucky because i kind of fell into it because i didn't like school and it's bizarre because i'm not that academic but you know, my son's a, a starting to be a doctor, and <laughs> so I'm I'm not. But you know, he got one of the highest ATARs you can get, and I'm very proud of him, of course. Um, and uh, and I fell into it, and look, I I I just went with the flow, and you know, I'm glad that I did. And you know, I I never sort of really set myself goals. I just took opportunities as they possibly. You know, as they came. Um, but, you know, for any young person starting out to be a chef, you know, do it for the right reasons. Do it because you actually do love it and you have a passion for it. I think with anything in life, if you have a passion, um, it makes it a lot easier. And I think you'll succeed a lot more because you, you're you actually in it and you love it and don't do it, you know, for fame or, or money or whatever else because, oh, my God, you know, forget that bit. You know, that that's that's too bloody hard to chase. You know, if it comes to you, fantastic. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I love it. Oh, this has been the best. I'm you are the biggest marshmallow. You're so you're such a softy. I love it. I love Don't it. Thank that. you so much. That. You're gonna ruin my repu- you ruin my reputation. <laughs> I'm sure oh, Gordon's really softy. I'm sure and Maggie's amazing. You're all just amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to me. This no, has been the best ever. Thanks, Anita. Thanks for calling the entertainment hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast.